The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome back to another episode of Welcome back to another episode of I have a confession. That's that's not how that goes. Did, is that the new name of our podcast? I have a confession. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, well, gosh. I guess uh, it rhymes with panel discussion. Yeah. A panel discussion. I have a confession. Oh, man. All right. Let's all give our confessions then to our Heavenly Father Stooley. Uh, um, I, I once accidentally brushed my teeth with Neosporin. Um, it was awful, but it was the healthiest my mouth had ever been. <laughs> I can't masturbate to Carrie Fisher anymore because they have a young Leia in live action. Uh, I can't do that ever since she died. That's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> I have a weird thing. If I know somebody's passed away, that's just done for me. <laughs> Are these real confessions? I'm not supposed to admit this stuff. All right, Stooley, what's your confession? We're giving ours. Well, mine, it's kind of as bad, but it's not really as bad as what you guys just said out loud in the world. <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say it anymore. Y'all are, y'all are sick. We're not recording this. I don't. You can say whatever you want. Oh, okay. Wink, well, wink, Matt. Well, I'm actually not Matt. really... Matt, can I talk to you for a second, Matt, on the yeah, side what's here? Up, what's up, what's up? You're totally recording this, right? 100%. All right, good, good, because we've got to get whatever he's about to say. Stewie's confession is going to be amazing. All right. I'm not, I'm not actually Stooley. What? No, you, you, you are. You're, you're Stooley Steve. You sound like him. You look like him. You smell like him. You are him. You are Stooley. No. I mean, I know, I know, I'm the newer guy here, but that's the Stooley I've always seen and known. And quotation marks loved. The reason I wasn't here last week, I made it to Kahunaville. Kahunaville. The water show was great. Oh, I love water shows. But uh, ask her. <laughs> I found out I'm not really Stooley. Who told you this? I mean, how did you find this out? Me as the old prospector, I have to know. The water told me. The water show told me. The water show? Oh, no. Am I really the prospector? Yes, I asked him. Oh, thank gosh. Thank you, Tom Cruise. My actual name is Poopy Pete. (laughs) I got to say, it's an improvement. (laughs) And I'm a clone. A clone? Yep. 
Now, what's that mean? Explain to me what that means. <laughs> Explain to me like I'm a child. I was made on a planet called Camino. Uh-huh. And I'm going to die in like five years. <laughs> An El Camino? <laughs> was the planet half a pickup truck? <laughs> Yeah, it was. Some, yes, it was some guy in a pickup truck. So some guy in an El Camino. Out of Singing and dancing in the water. Told you that you weren't stupid. Is that what we're led to believe here today? I paid him a hundred dollars for it. <laughs> well, if you paid him, it's got to be true. Nobody lies after getting paid. No. Vegas is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. This was in Vegas? Yeah. Oh, gosh. All right. As your lawyer, I got to tell you <laughs> that this was the smartest thing you could have done. <laughs> For I, too, was there when I found out that clones were real. Bye. <laughs> And this is my confession. A guy in El Camino. <laughs> he told me without hesitation that I too was a clone. And all I had to do was pay him a hundred bucks and kiss this tube with my eyes closed. <laughs> and of course I did it because I had to know the truth. And that's what I too found out. That I, the old prospector, am a clone. So we're both clones? We're both clones. And I have here these plans to attack the host of this show. And when I feel right about it, we're going to have an attack of the clones. <laughs> Star Wars in quotation marks. <laughs> Prospector, come here. Yeah. To the side. All right. All right. You two just go over there. We're going to, okay, don't record this. We're not, we're not recording. We're totally not recording. All right. So you're lying about this too, right? No. It, it's all real. Oh, well, I mean, I wasn't lying about the Camino guy, but I kind of figured out what was happening. <laughs> I mean, once I, I kind of peaked, I, I got it. You know, I mean, I'm not rude. I did finish it, but because <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> and I already paid, I already paid my hundred dollars. That was the best day of that guy's life. I tell you that much. I don't have teeth. <laughs> Andy made me watch his El Camino. He had a one heck of a day. <laughs> he did let me ride in the back of it, though. So <laughs> I think it worked out for both of us. <laughs> really? He, let, he rode me in the back, too. Oh, really? I can poop. 
That's this is a big revelation. Can you can you poop now? Poopy pee. <laughs> I can. I've cried for you. That's all I ever wanted was for my friend and client, Stilly Steve slash Poopy Pete, to be able to finally poop. The world is right again. It is. I don't know why we're not telling everybody this. Why don't we take this conversation to the side? Matt, Matt, Johnny, come back. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We're back. What are we yeah, doing? we did. Well, what was that all about? Nothing. Nothing. Obi Wan. Let's talk about Obi Wan. What a show, huh? <laughs> don't stab me because I'll live through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good old Obi Wan. Oh, stabbings with a lightsaber. Shall this is in the Bible? Shall and henceforth be survivable <laughs> <laughs> by this blade that cuts through steel doors. <laughs> <laughs> but can't kill anymore. Nope. They're you know conscientious the, objectors. You know, lightsabers. You know, you know what the equivalent of this is? Was you that? and I were pro wrestling guys, right? Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Let's say let's say around 1999. Okay. All right. A a kick to the face. A a, a some music on somebody's sweet chin. Oh, yeah. Would have put a person you, out. You mean, are you saying like a, I don't know, a, not just a kick, but a super kick? Yeah. Yeah. Put them out of yeah. the misery. All right. But nowadays, everybody's throwing them. Everybody's, everybody's stabbing, it, it, kicking each other in the face. And it, it's like stab. And it, it's just not as effective. I remember being blown away when Rikishi would throw his super kicks. Like, I thought those things were so cool. And now they don't mean nothing. <laughs> they jobbed out Qui-Gon Jinn. They made him look like shit. They did. They did. Poor, poor Qui-Gon, poor Liam Neeson. Apparently in the Star Wars universe, and I'm not going to go on a tirade because I actually overall really, really liked last week's episode. I honestly thought it was one of the better ones. And that was after an episode before that that I thought well, wasn't near as good. And this one, I actually really, really liked. They did some cool stuff in it. But also have a couple complaints. One of those being, again, and I'm really glad y'all brought this up in the chat because I was I had notes on my phone to bring this up. Uh, this is the second person in this series to be stabbed with the lightsaber, and it's most very certainly obvious that she's not going to die because <laughs> it ends with her discovering something, and they wouldn't do that with that character if she was just going to die right there because it'd be a waste of a camera scene. I <laughs> I hope the next episode, which drops. By the time listeners this drops, obviously you all know we drop these episodes on Thursday. By the time this episode drops, I, I, I hope that the opening scene is just her dying at the beginning. Just, <laughs> just still, just still there. Just it takes still twenty there. minutes, <laughs> and she just keeps looking at that picture or whatever it was she was looking at. The video, the the, the pager, the space. Yeah, pager. yeah, the pager, <laughs> the space pager, spager, um, the spager. Yeah, um, the stabbing thing is kind of getting to me because it, it it has it the mean. I don't know if it's meant the lightsaber is like less effective. I I don't know. Uh, here's here's my thing, right? I 
found the Grand Inquisitor to be really compelling. So, like, I'm glad he's back, right? And we all thought he'd be back. Oh, for sure. But you kind of rob that moment. And in my opinion, you rob Reva's moment because uh, they just had a major character reveal about her uh, in this whole episode. I mean, I thought this was a very strong episode for her overall. You know, I really, like, it really made me appreciate her character. Um, I really liked her uh you know the reveal of her background and all this stuff but and darth vader knows this because he tried to stab her when she was a kid stabbing doesn't kill her because this is technically the second time a lightsaber has stabbed her (laughs) stabbed her and she's not dead at least that's what the visualization yeah like was showing is that she was stabbed twice so it's a little confusing uh, seeing that again. And it, it's like, wow. Like, maybe I can understand it as an adult. But if the if if what they kind of led us to believe was true, that she was stabbed as a youngling. Oh, yeah. That's the you way know? they made it look like as a youngling, she also got stabbed. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Uh, it's pretty wild. But let's. But <clears throat> the only the other negative i have actually goes along with a positive as weird as that sounds okay all right so the lightsaber fight with vader and reva right yes i there are parts of it that i really liked i thought that it was really badass to show him defend like just defending himself with just his hand not even using his lightsaber and how much power he had oh for sure that was freaking cool like that's the darth vader i want to see that one uh that was really cool but when they actually started fighting with lightsabers and she's like doing these slides and jumps and all this stuff, it really reminded me <laughs> going back to pro wrestling, uh, where uh you got these as the old people would say flippity floppity matches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, doing a lot of show, you know, uh when you're trying to kill somebody, right? Uh some of that's okay, but if you overdo it, it really stands out to me. And I felt like they might have overdid it a little bit. But overall, the fight was really cool, especially when he was just using the force against her. That was awesome. And um, that that part I really liked and hated at the same time. So it was a weird thing. You know me. what? I thought she was going. I thought she was maybe um, you're a video game guy. Obviously, you have a video game podcast. Yeah. But uh, I thought she was studying like Eddie Gordo or who's the guy the, the Guardo the, from Tekken. Who does all that, oh. that spinny stuff on the ground? He's like a cheat code. Yeah, I think it's Eddie. Ain't that his name? Eddie, Eddie. Guardo, I think it is. Yeah, I thought she was watching some film. I didn't know they had Tekken out that in that world, but yeah, it was interesting. It was uh, it was certainly interesting. Um, you know how that all played out. It was an interesting fight. I wanted to see more because I want to see what Reva can do. I don't know if we yeah. get that in this series. Like, I want to see her have a spectacular duel it was a cool moment it was kind of like you know it 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 was kind of a way to make the whole uh training scene i guess maybe come full circle yeah you know like okay vader's learning this that you know learning from that lesson it's really his flashback maybe something along the lines of that he gave her the lightsaber back and and here's your chance but um but yeah, it just—I want to see her have a full-on duel. Like that's—that's that's what I want to see, and I want to see her put on a performance. But they might be saving it for the what we are expecting as and and excuse me, Obi Wan versus Darth Vader 
which is they're saying it's supposed to be as good, if not better than the uh, the Revenge of the Sith battle. So I I really hope so, because I did think the flashback battle was fine. I thought it was it was good. And it was nice to see Anakin. So I wonderful. I did enjoy that. But I can't help but feel that most of the actual lightsaber parts have been sort of like luster uh, so far. <clears throat> so the I bar's th- pretty low. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a reason for it, though. I think there's a reason for it. And that's part of the reason why I think Will has been upset, mostly upset with the show, is that it hasn't been this, uh, you know, the swashbuckling uh, sort, you know, Star Wars lightsaber battling, you know, thing that we've, we, we've really come used to with a lot of these characters. Uh, you know, especially the prequel trilogy, which was very, very heavily any chance you get, pull out the lightsaber and use it. Yeah. And I think that's been a big drawback, but I understand for storyline's sake, like the pacing. And it's turned a lot of people off, but, you know, Obi-Wan has gotten, the show has gotten some, you know, uh, negative reviews, but I, I've appreciated the, uh, the, the growth. I know you can't see my hand moving because somebody left this beach background on the Zoom account <laughs> and my hands just blended in with the tan <laughs> background, but. Um, it's beach. <laughs> it is a nice beach, but, uh, you know, I, I've liked the buildup and I think it's, I mean, I'm hoping it's supposed to pay off epically is. As far as we know right now, that final episode is supposed to be well over an hour. Yeah. I'm hearing hour and 20, <laughs> hour and a half, something like that. Oh, good, good. Uh, I look, I do look forward to it. Uh, you know, as of this recording, it's tomorrow. Yeah. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. And, of course, Miss Marvel's, the two episodes of Miss Marvel have been really good. And that also comes out tomorrow. So. Yes, it does. But- yes, it does. Um, but, I mean, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about Miss Marvel in a moment. But, yeah, overall, what... I guess it's going to be kind of weird because of the way when this episode releases, but, um, but I mean, overall, like what has to happen for you, like to, to say, this is like a perfect ending for the Obi-Wan show. Like what happened has to happen in this episode or what roughly has to happen in this episode for you to be like, okay, that was worth my time. I think we do need that epic battle between those two, between Obi-Wan and, and Vader. We need that. We need it to not only be a heck of a physical battle with some really cool, with a really cool fight, but also some psychological stuff going on too, right? There's a lot of history there that they can use. And I think it's been one of my disappointments with this show. Overall, I've liked it. I mean, I'm a big Obi-Wan guy to start with. So I've, I've given it a lot of slack because <laughs> I just love the character. Oh, for sure. And, um, I I really liked how in the first episode they sort of started looking into like why is he a broken man? You know, why all this stuff? Why does he feel like he's failed? Why does he want to stay away from the force and all this stuff? And they just kind of dropped that, right? They haven't really got back to that. Very little. And I would love for that to come full circle. Let's talk about that. Like he's got to over that's why this fight that's coming up would be even more cool if he was, as the series was going on, he was overcoming this stuff, you know? Um, See, I kind of seen it as he has been, though, a little bit, a little bit here and there. That's why it's been like kind of a slow burn. Those first two, three episodes, he was kind of like, he was hesitant. He was, you know, he, he had to kind of relearn to use the force again, um, you know, and now he's kind of, he's getting back to normal. He's, you know, he's getting back in that leadership role. Um, in a sense, he's a little bit more free to use the lightsaber, you know, uh, before for a while it was hidden, right? He wanted, he, he, 
he wanted to stay away. I mean, you look back to that first episode when the, uh, oh, when the guy, the Jedi that they hung um, yeah. in the first episode, you know what I mean? Came to him and he's just like playing stupid. He just wanted to, he wanted to hide so bad. And I feel like he's, you know, it's slowly but surely he's finding his purpose with these rebels. Um, I don't know. I, I guess I've always kind of understood. We, we've always kind of understood. I think it's been a lot has been left up to the imagination, but, you know, looking at this show, uh, you know, over the last couple of weeks, the buildup, but just, he's always been just, I mean, it, in between Revenge of the Sith and, and New Hope, he's been kind of just standoffish, really getting that hermit, uh, you know, uh, reputation that he was dubbed in A New Hope and just, just staying away from it, just staying away from his religion, uh, as as it gets called quite a bit in episode four. But I don't know. It's kind of cool. I, th- I feel like this is kind of the hope that, you know, all this, seeing him come back again, relearn the first. I'm, I'm totally expecting a Qui-Gon Jinn connection. Um Oh, they've they've hinted at it, right? They've hinted at it. This is all gonna be like, okay, now I'm motivated more than ever to to train Luke. Um, now it's yeah. like now I'm, you know, the I can see the fight still there. I can't so, wait for uh, Liam Neeson to show up and be like, uh, "Obi Wan, the first thing you need to do is hide under your bed, <laughs> and then they're going to take you." <laughs> and it's just like Star Wars presents Taken Three. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna stab you in the in the uh in the gut, but you'll be just fine. You'll be just fine because that's how <laughs> canon is nowadays. Yeah. Take all the stabs you wish. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I did want to really, you know, emphasize how much I loved that uh that training scene. It made me smile to see Hayden Christensen. Cause I, I mean I feel like that's something that should have been kind of hinted at throughout the whole yeah. show. Yeah, I, I feel like that should have been an episode one thing, like right out of the gate. You're seeing the memories, um, you know, Obi-Wan's kind of haunted by these memories. He's always just thinking about them. Obviously, he doesn't know that Vader's, you know, alive yet. But it, I felt like doing it sooner would have helped maybe justify Hayden Christensen being there a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah, because we all knew he was in this series. They They were very proud that they had brought him back. Yeah. And you can't just, I mean, as imposing and awesome as vader looks uh you still need to see hayden yeah hayden you need to see him at some point so the flashback was on the game would make sense to do that and they i thought they did a really good job of that i really like that that lightsaber fight even though it was training uh to me that's that was a good fight (laughs) it actually made me appreciate the revenge of the sith battle more yeah it it really did because you got to see um you got to see, we never really vi- like seen it firsthand because in the original tr- uh, prequel trilogy, you know, you knew that Anakin was frustrated, um, but you didn't really know why, right? Oh, Obi-Wan yeah. won't, won't make me a master, blah, blah, blah. Obi-Wan's hard on me, this, you know, stuff like that. And we got to see it like firsthand, like Anakin was so determined to beat Obi-Wan and, and like in that training sequence and a lot of the stuff, a lot of the move movements that they did. Um, we've seen that kind of reflected and amplified uh, in Revenge of the Sith. For me, it made, which again, I, I've said it on social media, Revenge of the Sith is my number one, like favorite action sequence of all time in movies, like battle scene ever. Um, yeah, it's so good. Yeah. It's, it's so perfect. And a lot of people are like, oh, it's too perfect. You know, not to knock <laughs> Will, but he, th- he Will, Will does not like because it, it was too clean and perfect, but it, 
again, they knew each other that well. Like Obi Wan yeah. was, you know, battled him smartly, and and Anakin was the aggressor for most of the, you know, most of the Revenge of the Sith battle. I just, I, I think if you go watch that training fight, which is available on YouTube, somebody stitched it all together, so it's just one scene, and it's awesome. Um, watch that and go watch the Revenge of the Sith battle again. And I think you'll find a, you know, some of you who maybe didn't didn't really care for it, yeah, or you, if you did, you'll find a newer appreciation for that battle and in a lot of the storytelling yeah. uh, that it brought. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode, and I'm obviously very uh, intrigued for the last one. Yeah, yeah, I've actually been debating taking off work. I should say you do it. <laughs> I know I want to so bad. I only got one more vacation day left this year. Oh, well, I don't save it. Yeah. Say, I don't know when I'm going to need to use it again. So, um, uh, yeah. work, yeah, I know. <laughs> the economy. It's Little, like yes, yeah, right. Um, but yeah, so that's that. Um, next up, Ms. Marvel. I didn't get to talk about it last week, which I was a little sad about, but oh, what a great show! Yeah, I love it. I'm two episodes in. I mean, there's only been two as this recording. I thought both were fantastic. Uh, I all these characters I really love. The, the lead, I can't believe this is one of her first things she's ever done. She's because killing it. She's, she's absolutely killing it. She is, yeah, absolutely. And she just feels natural. And uh, she has really good comedic timing, too, honestly. Uh, she is really good. Uh, she's quickly becoming a... I, I told Will this last week that I like her so much that I can't wait to see her interact with other heroes and Avengers and stuff. That's oh, how much I like her. No, I, I agree. I and They've done such a good job, I think, making this... The, you know, obviously, this isn't the the perfect you know comic book uh, you know retelling, but I I which I'm not super I'm not I mean I've always known about Ms. Marvel, but uh, I'm not super super familiar with her her lore and history. But it's really cool to have this style movie where it's like a you know she's a fan, she's a superhero fan. Like, what's she gonna do when she gets to meet Captain Marvel or meet yeah. some of these characters, um, some of these you know some of these legitimate superheroes? Which what's she gonna be like? And honestly, like, I don't know if you picked up on this. I don't know if you see this, too. I kind of like the art stylization of it. Some of the like oh, yeah. she's texting and some of the stuff pops up. It's very it reminds me of Into the Spider-Verse. It's very uh, what I compared it to was Scott Pilgrim. Yes, 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 yes. It's very Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it it makes it a lot of fun. And things are just starting to heat up right now. You know, she she saved the kid um, in episode two. That kid it was had to take a selfie from a very high point and she gets picked up by that dude who she's got the hots for and yeah. there's a love triangle kind of forming there i know but i i oh i from what i understand from what i took it as they you know the funny thing was they were at that restaurant they were pretending that he was their cousin she was pretending that he was their cousin yeah and he actually probably is yeah the ending of that episode suggested something's there <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah something's there so yeah. um <laughs> yeah, but it, it's it's cool. I, I it's always nice to watch a hero kind of learn their powers again. We yeah. haven't. I don't feel. Well, I, I can't they, say that. I can't <laughs> say that. But they have changed a little bit. I I've only read a couple of her comics, and it was back when they just were just starting. Um, and uh, so I, I had forgotten really what her power set was. Uh, but then I remembered she was a lot of. I mean, not the same, but a lot of the similarities, like Mister Fantastic from the Fantastic Four, right? 
so maybe that's why I try to change her a little bit because they are bringing the Fantastic Four back. They are, yeah. I think her biggest thing was the stretchy arms and, and stuff. Yeah. Literally just like Mr. Fantastic, but I like them going the cosmic route. And obviously we're going to learn more about that bracelet and what it does Yeah. Um. You know, to her, to Kamala Khan going forward but i'm just yeah i've, I've been enamored with it it's it, like i said it, it is fun to watch a hero learn about themselves because i mean shang chi uh was i was like oh maybe we haven't seen that in a while but shang chi he kind of knew martial arts he was really good at it and obviously yeah. the 10 rings kind of came about i don't know if we've gotten really anything like this since um since really like the first new tom holland spider-man movie where he's like learning about his <laughs> suit and even then, he was, uh, they started it where, like, he already kind of knew who he was, right? He already knew he was Spider-Man. He was already Spider-Man when we met him. Yeah. And all this stuff, which, don't get me wrong, I appreciate it, because just like Batman, we all know how Spider-Man became Spider-Man. We don't need to keep seeing it. We got it. We all know it. That's kind of pop culture lexicon. We know this stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, but I like that they are going this route with this character, because I don't think a lot of people are near as familiar with her since she's sort of a a newer character and um you know and i think it also helps too that they also have captain marvel because i know you know my mom uh she she likes the marvel stuff but she was very confused right miss marvel is that the same as you know the the other the, you know the other marvel and i go no they're two different people and it was very confusing to try to explain it to her so uh i'm glad that these move that the, that that's the route they're going like let's establish that she's the second she's her own person right she's not it's not she's not the same right super fan other. but yeah she's trying to find yeah. her own identity which i think is the coolest thing so um so yeah so so far so good i love it it's uh we watch, we do Obi-Wan, me and the wife, we do Obi-Wan on Wednesdays and we watch uh, Ms. Marvel on, um, we watch that on Thursdays, just not to overload ourselves and kind yeah. of stretch out our time. So, but I have uh, nothing <clears throat> but good things to say about it so far. Oh, uh, real quick. Uh, the trailer dropped today for the next part of Stranger Things looks awesome. And the trailer also dropped today for uh, Lego Star Wars. Uh, what was it? It's a summer vacation something like oh yeah that. we talked about that we mentioned that we don't we haven't talked about the trailer we yeah the trailer came out today and i was gonna bring it up real quick because i watched it yeah please uh I, <laughs> and obviously i want to watch this but the thing i really liked as i was watching it was i really want did you, did you see it matt i have not seen it yet no there's <laughs> uh there's a scene of uh palpatine and vader they're on the beach but they're dressed and ready for summer and i really want that minifig of of uh the emperor he's got his dark hood on but he's got like a striped bathing suit on. i, I have to have, i want that mini figure really bad i they gotta do they have to yeah. that'd be some it'll be some like comic-con exclusive one. Yeah, oh yeah you know it will be i would take that and i would find that in a heartbeat i gotta look up this image but that's uh that's pretty cool <laughs> i i there's like a movie i actually started watched a couple recently they're fun at work they're not bad i mean obviously they're just goofy non-canon yeah. nonsensical wild stuff but they're all they're not bad at all they're and they we're all and we're all yankee veggies in this so <laughs> yeah you can't beat that you can't no. beat that um all right we got a couple more things to talk about we're not going to take up too much time today but uh Jura- i went to go see jurassic world this weekend and it's it's gotten some pretty dog shit reviews like really really bad reviews i'll tell you this i obviously love jurassic park i've i've really enjoyed the jurassic worlds 
Yeah. Uh, I'm a big dinosaur nut. So I love these and I've loved these characters and stuff. Uh, but every video that I've seen online of the reviewers has not been overly positive. So, uh, but I, but you're the first person that I know uh, that I actually, actually know who's seen it. So I'm very curious what you thought of it. Yeah. I, I'm one of those people. I, I sometimes I get just, I just get caught up in the moment and, but there have been movies where I leave the movie theater thinking, Oh God. Oh my God. This is terrible. There are movies I've seen. I've, I've done that with. Yeah. X-Men three, X-Men three, <laughs> um, star Wars episode eight, uh, amongst others, amongst others. It's like, Oh God, but I did not feel like that. I actually, I mean, I was smile. I was smiling at the end of, of Jurassic world. Uh, this new one dominion. It was, it was so cool to see Sam Neill and, uh, and, uh, Oh God. I hate myself. Oh, Dr. Sattler, the actress who plays Dr. Sattler. Yeah, she was. She was great. All in Jeff Goldblum having a little bit uh, a much bigger role in this movie than he did the other one. It I mean, obviously, it's never going. It's not going to feel the same as, um, you know, the originals, right? The, the, the Lost in the Park and, and stuff like that, that they've gone away from that direction. It felt it. I was speaking in video game. It kind of felt like a dino crisis in a, in a little bit where they oh, know, really? like that's like they're, you know, just fighting and surviving. Like it was cool. Just dinosaurs everywhere um, in this specific location. I, I did like their, their approach with it. I mean, obviously the dinosaurs have taken, you know, can all spread out over the world, but there's a, uh, like I said, there's a decent plot, but it was just really cool when we finally got to see it. This is, I mean, I'm sure everybody expected this, but when we got to see the originals, uh, interact with the newer crew like yeah. seeing chris pratt and sam neill together was like really neat they're like oh yeah i've heard of you and this and that and the character growth right seeing alan grant oh, i can't spoil it anyways uh but but there was a lot of there was a lot of cool character growth that you know what i mean it it, it made sense to have paid attention through all of them yeah but uh, I have nothing but I have nothing but good things to say about it i, I get the story was a little little wacky it could be it could be wacky at times but I think for me, uh, I know Will, Will said this about Ghostbusters Afterlife, but Ghostbusters Afterlife was a really good story. But I, I had that like it, it almost it almost felt like fan service. Yeah. Um, and I was I was really happy at the end of it. If that's going to be the last one, then I think it's it was a nice way to go. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the Ghostbusters Afterlife. So uh, if that's what you're comparing this to. Uh, sign me up. I'm on board. I'll yeah. definitely still see it no matter what, because I love uh Jurassic Park. So, uh, yeah. I love it so much that, uh, for some reason, it was trending on Twitter about how some people saying that the first Jurassic Park movie is not even that good, and I got legit angry. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's just excessive. It's just yeah, just people want to be contrarian, like oh, yeah. that movie's not even good. Just saying stuff to say stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. I know how that goes. Um. Yeah, I, I, I had fun. I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun watching. We went for Father's Day, and I was, you know, they, that's the important thing for me nowadays. I guess looking is just to stop listening to what everybody else says. I always like stuff when I go into it with an open mind. Yeah, and then I hear people talk, and it's like, oh, yeah, maybe they're, you know, maybe they're kind of right. I, I, I get like that sometimes, but it's just better to. It's always better to just ignore. Yeah. One of these things with an open mind. And just enjoy it for what it is. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, uh, so there's that. We got a couple more things to talk about. Uh, we're pro wrestling guys in this past week. <laughs> um, Vince McMahon. Oh gosh, 
Yeah. All right. So, uh, wait, what a what a week for pro wrestling. <laughs> for pro wrestling. Uh I think even if you aren't a pro wrestling fan, you've definitely at the very least heard of Vince McMahon. And basically he kind of controls everything in the WWE. Uh and uh for the longest time. Uh, people have been like, when do you think he's ever going to step down, right? And everybody to the letter has said when he's dead, right? Because <laughs> he's just not going to do it. And then uh, this this past week happens. <laughs> and uh, basically, basically, of course, if you don't know, and I'm, I bet most people do, but the bullet down, he had an affair. And when that uh, woman was leaving the company, he paid her $3 million to not talk about it. That's basically the gist of it. Basically the gist of it. Obviously, there's going to be, uh, you know, a four, I think it's going to be a, a formal investigation. And all there, yeah, stuff. there's going to be, yeah. Um, we're not saying that, to, but I mean, all signs are kind of pointing to, eh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and he's done it before, apparently. And somehow his second in command, uh, John, uh, well, we call him Johnny Ace because that's kind of his, his wrestling background. John Laurenjitis. Yeah. John- <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, he's involved. Uh, that's where it got kind of gross because uh, they were kind of saying that a uh, woman would pass quote unquote pass women down to the other. That's gross. Yeah. I mean it's, uh, it's I feel bad about, for those women. Yeah. I mean I feel I, of course too, but it's like it's like, man, like Vince on top, like I can't it, it, it <laughs> all right. So here's what it's been really hard. Like I don't watch wrestling as much as I used to. I mean not even close to what I used to. But yeah. man, Vince is so old looking and yeah, and he's 76, by the way, right now, he's, today. He's up there. Um, you know, and it's hard for me, I guess, when you have money that's, you know, that doesn't matter, I guess, in some businesses, but it's just hard for me to picture him doing that um, at that age. I, I don't know. It's it's hard. And then to pass him off to the John Laurinaitis, who's literally married to the Bella Twins' mom. Yeah. And, dude, that's going to be an awkward Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a real awkward Thanksgiving. First and foremost, you got John Laurinaitis and his, his wife. Who, he talks like this. He talks like this. You this is the, how he talks. You got the Bella twins who. Gorgeous, beautiful. Um, gorgeous. One of, them didn't, twins? One, of, one of them didn't know that Vader was dead before the Hall of Fame ceremony. It was hilarious. Um, and then you got Daniel Bryan, who's in AEW. So yep. it's going to be a good Thanksgiving for that, that household, but. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. It's, so it's sad that wrestling culture is still finding ways to shoot itself in the foot. You know, we let you and I legit uh, with our good friend, Chris legit stopped a wrestling podcast. Cause we all stopped watching it. <laughs> well that, but it was right around the time where all those allegations were going. Yeah. Around. It was it's just, like, wasn't fun. Is, yeah. It, it just sucked the fun out of it. But, um, but yeah, it, it the more that things change, the more they stay the same. It's yeah. really, it's really incredibly disappointing. So the, the, the update is he stepped down as CEO and, but he's still apparently in charge of creatives. So everything you see on TV, he still has a say in. Yeah. So nothing's really changed that you can actually see uh, his daughter, Stephanie, who like it only been like a month since she said she was kind of taking not a even, break. Not even. Uh, so she's, she came back to be the CEO. Um, and Johnny Ace, as of the other day, it might have been yesterday, actually, uh, 
was given his uh his hey you're uh you're not involved anymore uh and bruce pritchard took his spot so, yes yes um that's kind of where we're at there in the wrestling world it's pretty wild uh vince mcmahon <laughs> in his infinite wisdom decided to show up on television on his shows uh in character i suppose because he never once addressed any of this stuff and it was really weird i don't know if you saw it but it was just weird and strange <laughs> yeah i showed up then now forever yada 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 welcome yeah. to smackdown and that was it <laughs> Mitch McMahon walk it's the strut yeah and that was it and the crowd cheered that was the sounds of a democracy dying <laughs> to almost uh, to butcher a quote from star wars but yeah um so yeah that's just really weird i don't know where it's going to go and um this would if this actually leads to somebody else kind of being in charge of the creative side of it uh maybe i'll give the show Maybe. another chance i don't uh, know if it's as bad as it is right now with vince mcmahon in charge i don't know what it's going to look like without him in charge yeah it's hard to tell hard to tell but <laughs> that's where we're at in wrestling and i truly miss being excited every week to watch wrestling uh, and i just don't have that even with AEW, which has good wrestling but i just uh at a point where it just doesn't do anything for me <laughs> for me and it makes me and it makes me sad because uh, i do miss it but no i do too i do too i still go back and i still listen like i listen to like the pritchard podcast and, and all these other ones oh there's a new big Foley podcast oh. uh which i do listen to the foley is pod podcasting it's what it's called it's him and conrad uh i do like it if you like mcfoley holly 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 recommend it so that's good no i, I i've yeah. been listening to a lot of the i like listening to the old stories the behind the scenes stuff but yeah, as far as watching the current product, I couldn't give two shits. Um, couldn't give two shits. So what about three? <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I can't even oh. do one. I'm sorry, Poopy Pete. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, so let's talk. We had a pretty cool video game release this past yes. week. Yes, you want to discuss uh, TMNT? They did a. They, I think it surprised a lot of people. I don't know if they were expecting it to come out this early. Well, it's because the company making it, uh, it's Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Uh, the company making it, uh, they went a long time of not telling us when the release date was until like a couple weeks before the release date. <laughs> and that's a pure Nintendo move. Nintendo does stuff like that. And I guess that's where they learned it from. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> basically, it's a uh, old school uh, beat em up like the old Ninja Turtle games were. And in the era that I grew up, those Ninja Turtle beat em ups uh, are legit. Some uh, are like, if you told me to name my top five favorite video games of all time, they would make the list, right? Because oh, I love them so, so much. So good. And this is like, if those games kept happening and they kind of updated them to today, but kind of, but still felt and kept everything from then, uh, that's what this is. I adore this game i i absolutely adore it um yeah the the fact is rafael is my favorite turtle but all these turtle games he's been useless he's not useless anymore so that makes me (laughs) also makes me happy good you you can pick him in this game and do just fine uh the little updates they did to kind of modernize the game take nothing away from 
uh, from it and actually do improve it. Uh, this is just an amazing game, and it has a great sense of humor. The soundtrack is really good. Uh, one of the songs is like uh, uh, I like one of the songs that would le- would just legit put in a playlist and listen to. It's like an '80s power rock song oh, <laughs> about yeah. the turtles. Yeah, and it's really good. Uh, but I really absolutely love it. They brought back the original from the original cartoon that I grew up with. The voice cast of that is voicing the turtles again. So when I heard Raphael, the voice actor for Raphael, and I'm blanking on his name and I hate myself for doing it because he's such a famous voice artist. But, <laughs> uh, you know, when I heard him talk, I honestly got a little teary eyed. Really? It, it just it just brought back all this flood of awesomeness, you know, from my childhood. Yeah. Uh, it just came rushing back to me. Uh, so uh, I adored this game. Uh, we're <clears throat> I, I can tell you this. Uh, you know, Retro Blitz is my video game podcast to do with Trevor. Uh, he also loves this game. Uh, everybody that I've talked to that's played this game has really, really liked it. And it's gotten great reviews, and it's earned those. Uh, so I will tell you this. it's If you have Xbox Game Pass, you can play it for free. Um, yeah, but uh, it's like 20, a little over 20 bucks. It's not, the, not expensive. Well worth the money if you're going to pay for it. And I think it's available on all the systems, I believe. So, okay. yeah, uh, so I, I like this so much that I even have because uh, the physical copies aren't out yet. Uh, I even went ahead and ordered one of those for myself. Oh, good. That's how much I like it. Yeah, good, good, good. I, now, I know it's a, it's a new release and, and, and all that such, but uh, do you guys plan on reviewing it just because of your love for it? Yes, uh, we most certainly do. Uh, and we will in the near future. Um, a lot of inside baseball here, but uh, we're waiting on Trevor's schedule. <laughs> gotcha he's got some life changes happening so uh we're waiting on that and uh we definitely plan to do so we may do it on patreon just to make people pay to hear our opinions i hey, that's, that's a smart good business it's a smart business decision <laughs> i'd say so i say so hey it's out of your it's not of your your normal wheelhouse so why the heck not yeah um so yeah no that's good to do i i i, I definitely want to get it i i do have fond memories of playing those games you know back in the day uh, I never owned any of them, obviously, but renting them for Blockbuster or playing them at the arcade. Uh, I have the, the, you know, the OGs on um, uh, emulator, emulator yeah. station. I have those, but uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, I definitely want to get it. I'm always trying to up my Switch game, uh, the console, because I, I find really, really good games few and far between on occasion. Um, so I, I honestly, the Switch is like perfect for nostalgia i, I yeah find. that's that's the system i ordered my physical copy for yeah, so good uh yeah um and also coming soon they haven't given an actual release date yet is the cowabunga collection which is, which is all those old school ninja turtle games in one place uh also looking forward to that obviously because i'm a nerd like that good 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 um all right i think that's it for news i know well, let me go really quick. Will had some uh, Will had some stuff to send our way. He's got some cool uh, toy news that he obviously couldn't be here for. Uh, they're doing looks like uh, Lego is releasing some classic sets: the Lion's Night Castle and yep. uh, Galaxy Explorer. Some big those look so cool. I really like those, especially I, that castle. I'm a sucker for castles, man. I am too. <laughs> I used to have back in the day. Um, oh, what the, I can't remember the, the the name of it. 
I can't remember the name of it, but they used to have like night, like little plastic night toys where just their arms, their arms moved. Uh, but there was like red and blue nights. Yeah. I can't, I can't remember what it was, but it, you could buy like a, a straight up castle for it, which was uh, which was really cool. So Lego, I mean, they're just really hitting their stride as I mean, they've been crushing it lately. Also really like the um, Dr. Strange's uh, what's that called? Sanctum Santorum. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that set looks amazing. Uh, and they also uh, talked about a couple new Star Wars sets that are coming out that obviously all the Star Wars sets always look cool. Um, so a lot of cool uh, Lego stuff coming. Yeah, they do a good. I wish I could afford it. I remember when I, I was, know and they're about to go up. So I know I do. When I lived in Rochester and made like little to no money. I uh, I tr- I used to like buy like a set every week and just put it together. Now I have money and I can't afford them. It's terrible. Uh, which makes zero sense. But I used to I used to buy and build them, and I used to have a shelf that I used to, I, I would store them on, and I just I loved the minifigures. It was some I had a lot of fun because I wasn't allowed to have Legos as a kid. So when I got you know obviously they're aimed towards older people now, but it is really neat to yeah. just have those minifigs. Uh, I went through a phase in my twenties where I bought a lot of sets, and uh, I ended up getting rid of a lot of those, but I've kept. Most of the minifigures just because I love minifigures so much. Oh, they're the best. So I got a bunch of those. Either they're either on display or they're in storage, kind of a mixture. I got my favorite ones definitely on display. Like I got an Abraham Lincoln that I really like. Uh, I got a Raphael. I got a a, a, a special version of a Batman. Ooh. So uh, that's how cool I am, ladies. Uh, line up around the block. <laughs> Hit him up. He's single. Yeah, uh. <laughs> and ready to mingle. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Um, all right. So let's get to, uh, we gotta, right, we're gonna read some books today. Um, and we're going to close up shop in just a moment. So, uh, the book I decided to read, I read the, this character before Johnny, you might get a kick out of this. I know you're not a big football guy, but do you, ever, did you ever hear of NFL super pro? Uh, I'm going to say yes, but it's obviously that I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> So he is a uh, a official Marvel Comics character that only lasted 12 issues. <laughs> okay, I love it so far. <laughs> All right. It came out in 1991. I read it. I read, I think, his origin story before. But basically, he's a former NFL player who got caught in some freak accident. And uh, they rebuilt him, essentially, and it gave him super strength. He went, runs around in a football suit. He is sponsored by the NFL. It was a legit partnership between Marvel and the National Football League to put out a superhero. Um, this book, uh, the character's actual name is Phil Grayfield. And it, yeah, Phil Grayfield's career as a pro football player ended soon after it began due to injuries. Now a result of a fantastic accident. He has a new career. Fantastic accident. <laughs> yes, a fantastic accident. Never heard uh, of an accident described that way. <laughs> Uh, what's wrong with you? I had an accident. Don't worry. It was fantastic. <laughs> I, my brother. No. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> he's been a fantastic little oopsie. No, I'm just kidding. I love your brother. Uh, <laughs> anyways, just an eight year difference. No big deal. Uh, but he has a new career, a super powered uh, hero who uses amazing abilities to fight crime and defend the sport he loves from those forces that would seek to corrupt it. For Phil has become. Oh, they need him now more than ever. Oh, <laughs> they gotta bring. They gotta I, bring him back. I, 
yeah, honestly, the NFL has turned to shit since they stopped <laughs> writing his book. So since they canceled the series, that's a, not a coincidence. You ask me. Oh boy. Yeah. Fuck. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so the book starts off with uh, it. It's, it's, it's NFL Super Pro, and he's battling with this villain. Um, this villain, his name is, uh, they call him Instant Replay, the man who walks through time. He's basically Ooh. like Quicksilver. He's actually kind of cool looking. He's actually really cool looking. Um, and 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 Instant Replay is battling NFL Super Pro. It's a big old fight. And then uh, Instant Replay makes some maneuvers and beheads him. Kills Super Whoa. Pro. But there's a swerve. It was a training robot, just oh. like in episode five when Luke fought uh, Darth Vader in the cave. Yeah. Um, instant replay decapitated Super Pro. And it's kind of cool and gruesome. Um, there's some mastermind villain behind it all, and he's holding Super Pro's head. He's like, you know, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Uh, they show a clip. They're going, to, they're in. Um... This is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> So they have a uh, there's a gang walking around um, trying to find it's the, the Eagles. What do they call them? I think it's the Eagles gear gang where they attack people with Philadelphia Eagles apparel and they beat them up and take their their shirts and stuff. <laughs> they take their, <laughs> they take their merchandise. Um, so Super Pro is like, this has got to stop. Yada, yada, yada. He's got his friend Kenny. Um, who's actually you'll find out later that his nephew is the one who created the Eagles, um, the Eagles gang. So, um, so yeah, it, it basically ends up super pro ends up fighting all of them and, and, and beating them all up. And eventually his friend, uh, Kenny's nephew, um, who did start that Eagles gear gang, uh, he, he calls him out to whatever he, he ends up going to jail and he, he ends up, uh, basically helping put an end to, uh, all the all the Eagles gear gang, but it's basically remember. I mean, I don't know if you remember this a couple of years ago. It was pretty horrible, but people would just walk around and punch people randomly um, yeah. and do it for video content. That's kind of what like what yeah. it was. But, but in fairness, like, I got I went really viral with it. <laughs> you did? Yep. I did too. Pete put me up to it. <laughs> Poopy Pete, what'd you do? I shit on the chest. Get the fuck out of here. I don't like you anymore. I never liked you. Honestly. I filmed it. <laughs> Cleveland steamers for everybody. We got tens of views. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Just go, just go eat shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it basically, it, it, the book basically ends where it, where super pro he, he finally defeats this gang and uh, everybody, you know, the, the, they get arrested. And you remember this, that happened to Rick Moranis? What? Oh, the, yeah. Oh, I remember that I happened to him. him. There was, a, it was yeah. like two, three years ago. Yeah. Did they ever catch that guy? I don't even know what ever happened. I thought they did. Oh, I man. They did. That was pretty bad. That's when everybody was mad about that game because, like, Rick Moranis is a national treasure. <laughs> oh, he's a wonderful person. That, yeah, yeah. That, that was the end of it. That was that was the, the final straw in it. But uh, but yeah, that's basically the book. Like I said, it only went it only went for like 12, 12 issues uh, real quick. I actually have a trading card, uh, an original like Marvel. Or, no, actually, no, it was NFL issued um, Super Pro trading card. 
of this guy. He looks like a total tool, but it's a cool idea. I, I thought it was cool in concept. <laughs> That's when Marvel was just trying to license anything and everything yeah. in the early 90s, just trying to get some you know affiliation. I think that, that might be around the time they, they, they might have try to get like transformers and stuff around this time too but they just they wanted to license everything and get because this is kind of the beginning of their downhill swing right around here in the 90s yeah yeah but yeah but that's my book super pro number three uh found it online just gotta siphon through all the porn but it's uh it's a great time (laughs) yeah yeah i have a great time anytime i gotta go through a lot of porn (laughs) uh all right so i decided since i had actually read mine uh, yeah that we're going to read it together uh, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to try to make this as an immersion of an experience for you as I possibly can. Uh, so it's the next part of Batman, the black mirror, of course, just to catch you up. This, uh, this is when uh, Bruce Wayne has just come back to life. This is a Scott Snyder book. Uh, and, but as of right now, Dick Grayson is still the Batman. So uh, remember that it's very important. Here we go. <clears throat> The man in the car is William Rhodes, CFO of Rhodes Metals, the country's largest producer of high-grade titanium alloys. I'm really mad at myself for starting out with this voice because this is a lot of... uh... (laughs) You fucked up! You fucked up! But I'm going to see it through. (laughs) This product is used in everything from high-speed magnetic trains to orthopedic joints hero to local charities socialite one of gotham's golden sons until three hours ago that is when oracle connected him to a secret society called mirror house an organization that auctions off illegal material that once belonged to gotham's most notorious villains now william rhodes is a wanted man and i've Got a question for him. This is a car. It's running away from Batman. I don't like questions. Cycle, follow. And this is a Batman's bat cycle. Uh, It's following. Womp. This is Batman landing on the car. Stop the car, Rhodes. Now. Uh, And Rhodes grabs a gun. No, that's Batman screaming. (laughs) I like the sound of this book. It's so good, right? (laughs) It makes me moist. No, (laughs) slam. And then Batman jumps on his cycle that had been following him. It screeches to a halt. Now watch closely as I bring the dead back to life. And now we cut to a scene. And this scene is Oracle in her wheelchair, of course. And Dick Grayson slash Batman. And Oracle is talking. And done. William Rhodes is now alive and well and about to use his credit card to buy a vintage of our choosing from West Gotham Wines. Any uh, recommendations for You know my taste. On second thought, I'll choose any word on the Redford boy. Same. The Redfords made their money in imports. My guess, one of them fell in with this dealer guy. Let him use the family name and move auction goods until they decided not to anymore. 
and the dealer didn't like that. Hence the Mad Hatter tag. Poor kid Dana probably stumbled onto a stash being kept at his home for auction at Mirror House. Millhouse? Mirror That's Oracle at her, at her laptop. But uh, about the mirror house, I've been running all kinds about the mill house. I've been running all kinds of AMLs on their investments, but everything is three, even for dummy companies removed. Really tricky. But I've uncovered a few more of its clients. Man. I know. It reads like a Gazette Society column, and these are only the ones I've been able to trace. What about an invitation to the next auction? Is there anything in Rhodes stuff? I found a couple of encrypted files that look suspicious. Uh, They'll take a little longer to pry open. Hopefully Rhodes' invite will be inside one, and all you'll have to do is fix your face and you're in. Can't wait. I'll make sure to pick you up in a, a housewarming gift. Maybe something for me, too. <laughs> Alfred was after me the other day for not making the penthouse more homey. Has this Alfred person ever met you? What's that supposed to mean? Come on. You and I both know uh, you like the idea of being mobile. That's all. Uh, a rolling stone and all that stuff. Circus blood. Circus blood? It'd be funny if that's where he slapped her. Like, only we can say that word. Uh, (laughs) Nerf herder. (laughs) I'll call you if I come up with anything. You're a superhero. You think I like the idea of being mobile? Are you really asking me that with one leg out my window? He's about ready to leave her, by the way. Fair enough. And Babs, the new place? What? What's wrong with it? It looks good on you great closing line that's where we're going to leave this until next time we'll find out if he's able to get into that party and what batman discovers on the next installation installation that's not the right word installment that's the word i should have said of batman the black mirror i like constellation the next constellation of batman the black mirror stay tuned look to the skies also stay tuned next week we find out the location of Stoolie Steve. Whoa, whoa, you telling me you know where the original is? I do. I'm a spy. Oh, my God. What a reveal. Oh, man. Condiment uh, King. Condiment King. Condiment King? Condiment oh, King. It's been him all along. <laughs> We never even got him his sweet and sour sauce. It got lost in the mail. Oh, no. We're in trouble. I, too, have a confession. I'm a spy. No! You, too? Prospector. I'm a spy for the El Camino guy. (laughs) (laughs) He sent me out to recruit more. And here I am. Uh, If you guys uh, need to find out if you're a clone or not, you just need to go to Vegas, find this guy in El Camino. He'll be near some water. And uh, for only a slight fee of a hundred bucks and maybe a little bit of uh, other stuff, 
uh, YouTube will find out if you're a clone. Here's a hint, though. Uh, every time anybody's done it, he said that they're a clone. Every time. <laughs> every time. So stay we gotta, tuned. We got to find the... Uh... We got to find the secret identity of this man. We do. We do. So tune in next week. He wore uh, a mask the whole time. He, he got me. Oh, he did? <laughs> the whole time he unclogged me. Oh, man. Uh, he did until that one time where I looked him right in the eyes. Now this is podcasting. <laughs>